Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of engaging customers, prospects, and employees. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Brooke Bachesta, Senior Manager of Sales Development at Outreach. Brooke, it's great to have you on. Likewise. Thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, hello to anyone listening. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Outreach and what you do there. Sure. I'm a senior manager of sales development. I've been here for about two and a half years. And Outreach, for those who aren't familiar, we are a sales engagement platform. So think of it as uh, a way to automate all of the admin activities that salespeople that we all have to do, right? Like remembering to call people back, emailing and forwarding and keeping your prospects engaged. It automates all of that so that you can spend more time actually selling and talking to people. Okay, excellent. And say a few words about your role. Sure. So I oversee a sales development team. I specialize in the mid-market segment. We call it corporate internally. So we're calling into companies between 250 to 2,500 employees. And my role is to work with reps who have been at outreach for a couple of months, and they've recently been promoted up into a larger segment. So they know all the basics, uh, but we're working on refining their research, elevating their talk track, and then, of course, helping them get prepared and promoted for whatever their next role is after SDRing. Okay, excellent. You're also involved with a podcast that Outreach produces <laughs> as a communications channel, as like a thought leadership type channel. And we'll talk about that in a second. But the reason I bring that up is because this podcast is all about the art and science of engagement. And mm -hmm. that's a term that it's a buzzword, employee engagement, audience engagement. And what I want to do on this podcast is really think about what do we mean by that term? Because it's pretty broad. It can mean a lot of right. different things to different people. So in your role, both as in sales enablement and as host of the podcast, how do you think about engagement? Just how do you define that term? Yeah, I think um, to be engaging with prospects, we've seen sales really evolve from, or especially SDRing from just like one to many automation. I hate to use the word spamming, but I think that's what we all used to do back in the day of just talking at our prospects. And now we really do want to engage with them and understand what kind of problems can we solve, assess whether or not we can help them. Because of course, we don't want to shoehorn ourselves into situations where we actually can't help. And so I think what it's doing now, or like how at least I perceive the word is it's just reflecting the shift in the industry from uh, selling at to like discussing with your prospects how you can solve sticky business problems. Okay, excellent. And so what does an engaged prospect look like or sound like or how do they behave as opposed to a prospect that's not engaged. We were just talking about this today in a leadership meeting. Like non-engaged prospects are the ones where they're probably not very sure why they have accepted a meeting in the first place. They may or may not be aware of what it is that you do. And your persistence and consistency has won them over in some way where they're like, fine, I will take a meeting. But they're <laughs> not super invested. And I think as long as we can... Or like the goal of an SDR is to find ways to attract or attach to both the intrinsic and ex extrinsic motivations of that prospect. Of what are you focused on from a company standpoint? I, I can probably help you with initiative X, Y, or Z. But also, what does that mean to you specifically? And like outside of me sending you a lunch gift card to try and sweeten the deal, like why would you, Jeremy, specifically want to show up to this meeting? So I think engaged prospects, they provide you a lot of information around um, their business initiatives, and we can suss that out with really good questions. They have a good sense of, okay, what other projects are happening, understanding that we all don't exist in a bubble. What I do is going to impact all of my teammates. So 
maybe to loop them in. And then they're open to uh, to learning about what else is in the industry. So I think you'll see that, especially on the SDR side where we're so early mm-hmm. at the top of the funnel, just getting that give and take early on with prospects. Right. By the way, I love gift cards. So if you're trying to engage me, <laughs> you can send me some gift cards. That's I'll, the I'll move, respond. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even care where they're to. Just any <laughs> gift card at all. So what you're saying is interesting because... It gets at something that I think is important, that there are different levels of engagement and different types, Mm -hmm. right? So zero is like a prospect that just doesn't respond in any way at all. You don't get that meeting. They just ignore you, ignore you, ignore you. Uh, Someone who has accepted a meeting, at least they're engaged somewhat. They were engaged enough by whatever outreach content you used or inbound marketing strategy you used to be like, okay, I'll give you my time. That's Mm -hmm. not nothing. That is a significant level of, of engagement. But as you're pointing out... It's not the end. It's there are levels above that. They And we've all been there. Anyone who does any kind of sales, you take a meeting and they're like, yeah, okay, so what is this about again? And you're like, ah, okay. They're, they're not quite sure what they're doing here. So we're starting at just above zero, right? Yeah. And I think there's also like the other levels of engagement of getting an objection. I think that is engaging with the prospect in a way because you're Mm -hmm. learning about what's going on oh no i already have something or i think i've already got it covered or like we're really busy right now that's all super helpful intel and i think where people get stuck as an sdr is for so long we've talked about it as a really transactional role and oh when you get into the enterprise ae space then you'll be more relationship based but the truth Mm -hmm. of the matter is like you're constantly building relationships with your prospects yeah and i think regardless of the segment it's becoming, at least you know, from my observations, rarer for people to take a meeting truly on a first level cold call, knowing nothing about your company, and then taking the next meeting. Oftentimes, you will have warmed them up via email, maybe spoken to somebody else on their team, maybe even talked to that person for five or 10 minutes beforehand, uh, before they're like, okay, like I know Brooke, and I understand what her company does. And sure, now that I understand how it can help my business, I might be open to it. So I think as we start, again, to shift our mindset from really transactional talking at prospects to engaging with them and like building the relationship throughout that top of funnel journey, we'll see more of that relationship stuff come through. So there's clearly a relationship between engagement and the relationship building process. Mm -hmm. You can't have one with it the other. And obviously, it's an ongoing process over time. Right? It's not that the prospect's either engaged or not. It's not black right. or white, really, all the time. It's something you have to keep constantly building on it. Mm-hmm. Totally. And in, so Skip Miller, he wrote Selling Above and Below the Line. His newest book is called Outbounding. And he has a section in there about you got to build your familiarity with the prospect. And even if they're not getting back to you, they could still be engaged. And realistically... Mm-hmm. If you go more, I think he said more than three days in between your touch points, like all of your work beforehand is for naught. Like they will have Mm. forgotten it. So even if you're not hearing back, like the constant like providing of value and checking in because people are so inundated and their mailboxes are a disaster because they're getting prospected by everyone. So the more you can do to create that sense of familiarity with truly relevant information, again, not just spamming, I think it'll behoove you. Yeah. And that's part of the challenge, right? That that adding value with every touch. It's certainly easier said than done. I think we can all agree that, of course, that's a good strategy. But how do you add value with every touch? And and actually, let's talk about the podcast you guys do, because I'm assuming that has something to do with it. I'm especially interested in podcasting because that's because we're tribal knowledge podcasting. That's what we do. So tell me the story of the podcast 
why did you guys initially decide to add a podcast to your content marketing channels? And just how did that come about? And how has it worked so far alongside the other stuff you're doing? Because you also have webinars, a blog. You, you have mm-hmm. a lot going on content marketing-wise. So how did the podcast come about and what role does it serve in your channel distribution? Sure. So full disclosure, the podcast came about before my time. I don't have the initial origin story, but I think from what I can tell, I, I know Outreach has worked really hard to be not only a leader in the space as far as like the tech stack goes, but just in providing sales reps and frontline users with what they need to do their job well. And you look at all the stuff that Sales Hacker puts out, and I think part of why their community is so strong is because they really want to provide tactical best practices to people who are in the field in a constantly mm-hmm. changing environment. And so I think the podcast and the blog and all the outreach on outreach stuff came out of the necessity to say like, hey, there's a community of people here who are hungry to have discussions. And we'd like to, of course, highlight people via a podcast in which just us talking and then foster that discussion, whether that's in blogs or LinkedIn posts and and all those channels. And I think when it comes to providing value, it is so hard, but I think people who do it really well, like they're just in the know of what's going on in the industry because they are taking the time to read industry articles that come out, whatever Topo and Gartner release is like things that you should be focused on. But they're also having discussions with real people who are in the weeds. Because while there are the overlying or like the overarching themes for the year, of like what people are focused on, the moving target of communication is constantly evolving. And like what worked mm-hmm. last week isn't going to work this week. <clears throat> so I think the more you can do to plug yourself into your industry and your prospects world, the easier it will be to quote provide value in every touch and not just be like, here's a white paper that I Googled and I think that might be a value. Like you'll actually know because right. you'll have stories to tell. Yeah, for sure. So actually knowing what value looks like to your intended audience, which can change over time and even change very quickly. So going back to the podcast for a second, it's called, your podcast is called The Sales Engagement Podcast. Yeah, we really didn't sweat it with the title. (laughs) No, but that's good. It's I know you can tell exactly what it's about just from Mm -hmm. the title, right? And that's good. Say a little bit more about the podcast. Who is the audience for this podcast? Yeah, I think um, it's pretty broad, right? It's anybody who interacts with sales at all. So it could be agnostic to industry, title. We have everybody from frontline SDRs to C-level executives on here. And I think that's the fun of it is there's a lot of variety in that. So it could be talking about things, again, like tactical best practices, like how to leave an awesome voicemail. Lauren Bailey was on there. She did an awesome session on this is what you should say. This is how you should format it. Here's some things to avoid, like very helpful for end users. We've also got folks on there who are highlighting, like I just spoke to Jerice O'Malley and she's head of sales at a company who I'm totally blanking the name on and I can picture their logo and I hate when I do this, but she was talking all about elevating women in sales and just like, how can we do that as leaders? So I think Mm -hmm. it's a broad audience, but similar to outreach, how we can work with anybody who has a sales team. I think that's how the podcast is positioned for anybody who interacts with sales should find something interesting in there. Yeah. And so and and you have people on the podcast that are from all over the sales landscape. So experts on leaving voicemail messages and mm-hmm. so on. So in other words, you're not interviewing just people from within outreach. You're reaching out and bringing right. other folks onto the podcast. Totally. Yeah. Global guests. And I think the other part that's super fun for us is Scott Barker hosts a ton of them and he's a head of growth and partnerships at Sales Hacker and does a ton of work as an evangelist for outreach. But we also have our own employees 
So like myself, Alex Kremer, he's a sales leader in New York. Clara Hughes, he's an account executive here. We've got all these people who enjoy chatting with sales leaders. And I think that diversity and sales, it's, of course, we're chatting with people who are in the industry. And then here's mm-hmm. people who are at outreach and are genuinely just interested in what you have to say. Keeps that variety alive too. So what are your goals for the podcast? Is it primarily as a thought leadership building tool or is it also a pro sales prospecting tool? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think we certainly use it for both. The thought mm-hmm. leadership piece is huge. And then, of course, just building our brand within the community of salespeople. But it has also just been a phenomenal opportunity for us to get to know our prospects. And of course, it's a way to quote break into the account and learn what's going on and build that relationship. But I think going back to that moving target of communication, you constantly have to be thinking of new ways to get in touch with people. And the podcast has been a really free fruitful way for us to do that and build like really positive, solid relationships with people where hopefully they get a ton out of it. We're able to hype up their brand and mm-hmm. add things that they care a ton about. And now it's a little warmer whenever it is time to have a, a sales discussion. And that's one thing I like about that strategy of podcasting is a sales prospecting tool that you are offering quite a bit of value. You're really not, you're not selling in any explicit way. You're reaching out to say, Hey, would you like to demonstrate your thought leadership, your expertise on our podcast? 100%. And you know, get, get asked to do that every day. So it can be a very attractive offer. Yeah. And I think providing the space to do, I guess, a hype reel for you and your team and the stuff mm-hmm. that you're working on. It's awesome to be able to share that spotlight with folks. And you're right. I think people really gravitate towards that. Yeah. Now, on Apple Podcasts, at the very least, I noticed you guys have been at this for a while. So you have... I think more than 250 episodes. You have a lot of really positive feedback on Apple Podcasts. High ratings. Seems like you've built up a decent audience for this podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we feel really fortunate that it, it is so well listened to. And I really got to give props to all the folks who started this, all the people who host it, because it very much is an after hours, like an after school project where everybody who contributes of course, has their own day job and they do this just because they're really passionate about the industry and uh, mm. giving back and, and finding ways to elevate outreach, of course, as well. So how would you rate the podcast as an engagement tool as it compares to blogs and webinars and the other stuff you're doing? Do you have a sense of how it matches up? I That's a great question. And I unfortunately don't have any hard data. But if I were to guess, I think a lot of the folks who listen to it same as how we're listening to it after work when you know or we're putting it together after work and meeting with our prospects and customers the people who listen to it are doing the same thing while they're walking their dog trying to get rid of zoom fatigue after a day Mm -hmm. of working from home driving their kids around so i i I think (laughs) i'm hopeful that it's a good way to engage with people and keep things sharp when they may not be ready to set aside time to read something about Mm -hmm. change management or whatever else is on our blog. So one of the benefits of podcasting is the convenience, right? Totally. For, for, for when people can't read or watch something or they don't want to and so on. In, in my experience, I think too that it's a good way to go a bit deeper into a topic in so far as in a blog post, you don't want to write 20,000 words, right? People are just right. not going to read that. In a video, you have to keep it relatively short. If just a couple of minutes, but a podcast, you can go 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes, and if it's a good, lively conversation and you're walking the dog or whatever, people will listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't really care how long they are. Yeah, and I think it's a great way to... 
in a time where we are so isolated and you're just looking to connect with people, it's an awesome way, of course, for the people on the podcast to connect, but it just highlights their personality and how they're thinking about problem solving in a way that, again, might not come through in a blog post. Yeah. So now, have you found that your own sellers learn stuff from the podcast that helps them do better at their jobs? Yeah, and I think especially with SDRs, who traditionally the role is an entry-level role in which you're working your way up to be an account executive or a sales manager or whatever your next aspiration is. And the reason I bring that up is because to my knowledge, none of the SDRs that I have on my team have been VPs or CROs of sales, and yet they are calling these people. And so they have to find ways to be like, how can I build some credibility when like I've never done that job, but I know what's going on in the industry. So I think the more that they can listen to hey, what are all these people that I'm calling? What do they care about? What are they talking about? What terms are they using? And how can I phrase things that make sense? It just levels up their professionalism. It's the same way that they might listen to calls later on in a deal cycle where it's two sets of executives talking to each other to figure Mm -hmm. out, okay, I set up this meeting. What actually happens after the demo happens? It's a great education piece for them too. Yeah. So that's cool. You guys get a lot of value out of this podcast. It's a yeah. <laughs> prospecting tool. It helps build thought leadership. And it's also a good sales enablement tool for your own sellers. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds pretty good. Okay. So final thoughts. Based on your experience, what's something that marketing and communications and sales enablement professionals can start doing today, like right now, to improve engagement in their organization? I think encourage your frontline salespeople to report back on what they're hearing because things move so quick. And the more that you can hear, hey, like, what are people talking about? Or like, what are they most interested about? It'll just help fuel any content that you are creating. So encourage your SDRs to join Slack channels outside of your own work one and talk to other SDRs. Encourage your sales managers to have some kind of cadence of meeting with other managers in the industry because it's so easy now more than ever when we all work from home in our own company bubbles to just get myopic on, oh, everybody must do it this way. But I think it's really important for everybody to take part in that self-education of what's going on. Yeah, great point, especially in sales, right? If you have your territory, but you tend to, right, just zero in there. But you can learn so much from your colleagues, many of whom you might not really talk to on a regular basis. But you can learn from them what's working for them. Maybe it can work for you. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Brooke, thank you so much for a great conversation. Likewise. Yeah, this was fun. And yeah, great to chat with you, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged. 